Greetings and welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, to episode 305 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly news, culture, and gaming podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, and I'm joined this week by Elf Daughter herself, youtube.com slash Elf Daughter, twitch.tv slash Elf Daughter, Instagram, probably, at Elf Daughter, Twitter.com slash Elf Daughter. I think I got them all. It's April Y. <laughs> How's it going? Good, apart from the cough, which is still there, but um, I'm glad with hot drinks and honey and I'm ready for this. Welcome back. Are you sure you're ready for this? Welcome back. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. That's no, that's no problem. Thank you for joining me. I sent you the show notes last night. Yep. Fully expecting to get a reply back, which is just like, oh, I can't. I'm washing my hair. <laughs> I think the actual response was, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry to you. To you. I'm so sorry that this is happening. I started this podcast 305 episodes ago with Keith and Russell, and it was just like, should we have a podcast about talk about video games? Yeah, that sounds like fun. does sound like fun <laughs> sounds like fun how's things how's youtube the last time you were here yeah. you just restarted your youtube channel yep. so how's things been going it's been going really well um i've started up again there's now gaming on my youtube channel and crafting and um it's gotten to a point now where i'm doing regular uploads um and long may that continue we've got a i've got a new job starting soon so things may slow down a bit from that but uh yeah i'm really enjoying where the channel's going now so let's go good. check it out if you haven't already i said all the links all the links are down <laughs> in the description below you should go check it out i've known elfie for a long time i met her first irl before i even knew you were a youtuber it was phil Alenius, for those who may know him from Among Us, um, he's going to star. He stars quite heavily in in the the highlights video we just uploaded uh, here. <laughs> um, and like I knew you for I think a few weeks, maybe maybe a couple of months. Um, and Phil came to me one day and said, "Did you know Avril's got a YouTube channel?" And I was like, "No, I didn't know that. Like we barely we we kind of didn't. I do this thing." Where it takes me a while to start talking to new people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, a lot of people seem to think I'm like, when they first meet me, I think they think I'm like, like unapproachable and, and I'm not. I just, I take some time to get to know people. But yeah, we haven't really talked. And then Phil showed me a YouTube, like Phil's like, she's got a YouTube channel. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, and then I was like, thought about it. And then I was like, yeah, like she's got like that perfect like YouTube voice. <laughs> that was what I said to her. That was what I said to her. I was like, she's got the perfect voice for YouTube. Like, like I could imagine you like talking in in on YouTube. And then I like, uh, I like asked you about it. You gave me the link to it, and I watched one of your videos. Um, it was like a crafting video or something. And I was like, this is cool because like it's not gaming <laughs> and i hadn't broken out of like the gaming sphere on youtube to like find things i was actually interested in watching um and i like i watched the video and i heard you talking and i was like that is like the perfect youtube voice <laughs> Aww, <thank you. laughs> so i was right 
Yeah. And we've been friends ever since. We have indeed. It's funny how that happens, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like we met, we talked, we collaborate, we appear on each yeah. other's content, yeah. we play D and D together. Do we do anything else together? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? The last time you were here, I had COVID. I don't have COVID anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm sorry about that. (laughs) It's swapped now. You had you had the the uh, the bad voice. Now I've got the bad voice. I I had to cancel the next week's podcast. (laughs) I'm surprised I made it through that podcast. Like I had people messaging me after your your last appearance when I did the podcast. And I talked about it at length on like a podcast with Moody, like afterwards. So I'm not gonna like go through the whole story again. But people messaging me, being just like, Jesus Christ, are you still alive? <laughs> <laughs> After it went up, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Jury's out. I'll let you know. <laughs> like I heard, overheard a conversation today with like two people and one per. There was this like older lady, right? And she was literally going like, she was talking about the antibodies, like, oh, you know, once you catch it and get the antibodies, like, you've got all the antibodies and you need to fight it off. And I was like, that's not how virology works. Like, in my head, I was like, that's not how virology, but before I had a chance to be like, process, Mm. like, that staggering amount of misinformation. And then again, I was just eavesdropping on this conversation. I wasn't a part of it. And I heard the old lady go, oh, I wish I could catch it. Oh, no. (laughs) Because then I get the antibodies and I was like, no, you don't. No, 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 no. I just had it. You don't want it. Like no. I still I still have like long COVID. I was I was out with uh I was out with Nelly on Friday. We went to get dumplings. Um and then we went for a oh, drink. I saw the photos, yeah. And then we went out for a drink. It was good. It was so good. And I was just like like so like low energy, like yeah. like I hadn't like n- like nothing. And it goes, it comes and goes like um, but I just had like nothing in the tank, and I was just like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm just, please hold up this entire like social interaction because I can't do it. I couldn't even like I I can use chopsticks, but I couldn't even use the chopsticks to pick up the dumplings. Like I was just wow. like, I couldn't like do it. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, what the wow. fuck's sake, man! Like this fucking COVID. Like I don't. Now it's like I'm starting to re-enter the phase where I'm able to catch it again and it's just like i don't want it again like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i've got people fucking i go over here in conversations where people are like oh wish i could catch it oh god you can have mine jesus yeah yeah <laughs> so how's the excitement levels for the new job i think you've mentioned oh, it once or twice yeah it's um anxiety levels are, are, are creeping up but sure. the excitement levels are keeping, keeping up as well it's uh I think once I got to get through this first week and and I, and I get settled, um, I think it's going to be it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. Awesome. Once you get settled in a new place, you know, like yeah. you have all that anxiety about doing something new, and then yeah, once you do it, like it just be quickly becomes routine, and yeah. then you just go, oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I've been writing again, not non-video game stuff. So that's been f- exciting but also like terrifying because it's like wait can i still do this like 
what if I'm terrible at it? Like, what if it's not perfect straight away? Yeah, I know that feeling. I know that feeling. And I was like, of course it's not going to be perfect, you fucking idiot. Yes. <laughs> That's what stopped you making videos for so long. <laughs> yes. That's kind of what I've learned as well. It's just, I, I said this in my update video, but um, I've learned not to do what, what works but what to do what's fun and what's fun for me sure um and that's i felt i found a complete new lease of life in my videos and i think that comes across because i'm doing what's fun um like getting scared shitless by scary video games <laughs> getting scared shitless is fun look at our <laughs> fire streams yeah. exactly yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> we need to do more of those Definitely. Even just yeah. me and Abby on Wednesday. Wednesday night was like, it was really fun. Um, yeah, I know. Like you inspired me with your approach. Even though I know, like it was my advice that kicked off your new approach to YouTube. Then it's like it's like full circled. Like yeah. your approach then inspired my approach. So like, okay, I need to actually. So like, I have I have ADHD. I'm neurodivergent, and like I I have big trouble starting anything. <laughs> like, but once I get started on on a thing, like I, it then becomes difficult to stop. Like once I get going, um, but starting is the issue. Like I was <laughs> I was on stream last night, and um, I was like checking. I my consoles are over there. Like, and there's like a bit of floor space, like to get to them. And uh, and I had ruthless in stitches because, as as I said, there's a bag of there was a bag of rubbish between me and the consoles that I'd been meaning to throw out for like three days. <laughs> and I tripped over it, like going both directions. <laughs> and I was just like, "Why don't I just throw you out?" That's how bad it is. So like I've. Oh. I've like started using my calendar to be like, I'm going to do yeah. things on this day and then nothing on this yeah. day and then things on this day. And it's like, yeah. it's fun. Like I just had a day where I'm holding myself back from doing anything like that. I'll have a thought where I'll just be like, oh, you know, I've got some time. I could just make this video or like edit this thing. No, no, that's, yeah. this, this is not a day for that. Yeah. Go outside. Yes, yes. <laughs> Exactly. Read a book. That life balance as well as yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's fun. It's cool. And then and then I've been like, because I've always like bemoaned the fact that I don't like I like for a while I've been like meaning to like start writing again and like it's like I finally like reached the reached a point where I've just organized my life correctly yeah. and like long yeah. may it continue. Yeah. Fingers crossed. And now I'm just like oh I'm writing stuff and like hopefully like this time next year. Um, we can be on a podcast together and you could be talking about how cool your new job is and how you've got yeah. 50,000 subscribers and you're just doing a 50,000 sub thank you video and I'll be talking yeah. about this cool <laughs> book that I'm writing. Yeah. yeah. That'll be it. That's it. May 22nd, 2023. Be great. And I'll have a whole new yeah. voice because my voice training will have, ah, yes. will have, will have stuck. And I'll have a nose ring instead of a nose stud. And I'll be allowed to wear makeup again. <laughs> I'm not allowed to wear makeup. Oh. I don't like it. I like wearing makeup. It's fun. I'm just put, I'm putting it off. Can you tell? Yeah, yeah I can. Yeah. We're going to have to then. I know. But it's still the banter <laughs> section. Everybody likes the banter section. People message me and say yeah. they like the they like it when we banter. Yeah, even if my mum does walk in when we're recording. That's yeah. fine. Hello. <laughs> She's gone out. That's fine. I'll wave <laughs> the next time. 
It's fine. This isn't a professional podcast. I've had people call me professional before. <laughs> like, literally, like, never have I ever taken this that to that level of seriousness. Yeah. Even when I was appearing on other people's channels, which I might, I, maybe I should have done. From <laughs> <laughs> on other people's content. But, like, yeah, someone, ah. like, I've been called serious, I've been called professional before, and I'm just like, what the fuck, have you ever watched any of my content? <laughs> and then I think about the content I put out on YouTube, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, apart from the stream and stuff, the stream and stuff, it's like, mm, it's pretty, it's pretty serious, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like game reviews and stuff. Yeah. It's like, I guess I, I guess I do have a specific tone. Mm. I don't know, I'm just a dumbass with a microphone, that's what I always say. Same, absolutely. <laughs> the doctor is a madman with a box, and I'm a dumbass with a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, fine. <laughs> Let's start the show. This is the Words About Games podcast. Every Monday, you can get a video version of the show on YouTube.com/slash Words About Games UK, or an audio version on a variety of platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. There are timestamps in the description wherever you choose to get your podcast so you can see what we've been chatting about. Skip around. Watch the entire podcast backwards if you like. We don't mind. We're just happy that you're here. If you like to support the show or our content directly, I write that with Moody in mind, but Moody's not here. And like I could say, like, oh, you can buy us a coffee over at coffee.com slash words about games, but that already provides me with financial support, not us with financial support. <laughs> <laughs> you could also go and drop a sub on twitch.tv slash elf. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, if you want to hang out with us while we play some games, head over to twitch.tv slash words about games or twitch.tv slash elf. And if you want to hear us talk about and review some video games, we publish reviews on our YouTube channel, which would be my YouTube channel. You don't review games. Good for you. I play it, but don't review <laughs> Good for you. That's me putting my degree to, to use. <coughs> I went to do a creative writing and writing for performance degree at university, and everybody said, oh, does that mean you're going to be a journalist? And I was like, well, I mean, okay, in 2005, right, <laughs> when, when I say I'm doing creative writing, people say, does that mean you're going to be a journalist? You go, no, of course it doesn't. It's not creative. That's not creative writing. In 2022, when I look at yeah. journalism, mm -hmm. mainstream journalism in Britain, I go, actually, yeah, I might be. I like, I probably get away with that now. Yeah. But then all they taught me how to do is like critically analyze like films and TV shows and plays and mm -hmm. books and poems and stuff. Uh, not not poems. The poetry class was actually geared around like writing and creating. But like most of the other classes were just like, let's watch the first episode of The Wire. And then dissect it in the second half of the class. And it's just like, I'm learning very little about writing. But I'm yeah. going to make a great critic. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I had something similar. I did, um, I did English literature at university. Oh. And I can, I can remember having to watch Alien and... Okay, um, sure. Thelma and Louise. Um, sure, I did yeah. that. I watched yeah. Thelma and Louise for, for university. I also watched the <laughs> entire first season of Sex and the City. Nice. <laughs> did not like it. Um, I watched so much, but I did. So two two lecturers quit when I was going into my third year. So a lot of like the optional courses that were really cool sounding um, all got dropped. And then there was like there was a few choices you could have for like optional courses because you had like build it based on like how many units you were doing and stuff. And I ended up having to take an English literature class like for one semester, and it was like I thought I was 
I thought I was cheating the system by doing this as like class. I'm not afraid to admit this now because I, obviously I did the degree years and years ago, but like I did a, it was like every week was a different book, uh, like a classic, like classic literature. Um, so there was like To Kill a Mockingbird, for example, was one of them. Um, and it was like 12 weeks, I think. And then at the end, it was an exam. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't read a lot of the books that were on the list. Um, and then there was two questions on the exam. They were essay questions. And the first one was, you could just, you, it was about a specific book. And it was like a question. It was like, how do the themes of such and such link to such and such? And you wrote an essay for like the first hour. And then the second hour was, okay, here are questions. Like there was like 10 different questions. Pick one of these questions and apply it to a book. So I saw a question that I was like, oh, that would really apply well to this book that I never read. But I was in the class when everybody was talking about it. So I think I could probably write an essay about that book and that question, even though I've never read it. So I did because I'm a fucking idiot. And I got an upper second. <laughs> That's incredible. That is incredible. Proper grifted my English class. <laughs> um, so to anybody who might be watching this, who was, who was in university with me and like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I devalued your degree. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I thought that was funny. When you mentioned English Lit, I was just like, I remember when I did English Lit for a, for a semester. I, I'm so sorry to all the English Literature students out there. I didn't mean to <laughs> mock your degree. I'm so wounded. <laughs> uh, if it makes you feel any better, my creative writing degree wasn't very useful. It was fun, though. Not like the news this week. It's time to get into it. As everybody knows, we put this off for a week talking about this to this week. I just wanted to make it very clear I did not know who my guest was going to be this week when I decided to make to put it off. It's not like I went, I'm going to wait for Elfie. <laughs> That's not what happened. <laughs> you can ask Moody. He was there. <laughs> Ah, uh, let's get into it. Uh, my Chromebook scroll down. PlayStation president faces backlash after refusing to take a stance on abortion rights. This is from Natalie Clayton over at PC Gamer. Who writes? Now, if you if you confuse why I went all the way to PC Gamer for a PlayStation story, it's because I specifically went looking. I wanted to specifically find a new story about this that was written by a woman. And it turned out that was incredibly difficult. <laughs> I call it PC gamer. Didn't even think to lock there. Anyway, earlier this month, a leaked draft from the U.S. Supreme Court revealed that it intended to overturn Roe v. Wade, a 1973 ruling that legalized a woman's right to abortion. It's a move that has sparked overwhelming backlash and a tremendous moment of fencing from one Sony executive. In an internal email sent that was sent and acquired by Bloomberg, PlayStation president Jim Ryan urged employees to, quote, respect differences of opinion, end quote, on abortion rights. He then reportedly proceeded to spend the next five paragraphs talking about his cat's birthday. 
This naturally has not gone down well with staff. Bloomberg reports that internal conversations from employees at several PlayStation studios expressed displeasure, with one writing they'd never, quote, never been so mad about a cat birthday before, end quote. The sharp pivot had some staff feeling that their rights had been disrespected or trivialized by the email. Ryan's comments stand in stark contrast to those made by Bungie, which firmly stated that it would, quote, never, end quote, avoid politics by declaring support for Roe v. Wade, roasting critics on Twitter who told the Destiny maker to stick to games. But of course, Bungie was recently bought by Sony for a terrifying $3.6 billion, and I can't imagine the staff there are particularly pleased with Ryan's comments. More on that later. Bungie wasn't alone in speaking out against the proposed Roe v. Wade overturning. Shortly after its announce, shortly after making its announcement, Double Fine joined in with its own statement of support, similarly encouraging fans to donate to women's support charities. This is story one of three, as far as like PlayStation is concerned. Mm. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, yeah. So I've been, I've been saying, we've been sitting with this for a little while now. Yeah. Um, the Jim Ryan email. Uh, my blood is still boiling. Um, yeah, mine is as well. And I, I caught this on the day it happened, which was uh, the time of recording uh, nine days ago, <laughs> ten days ago. Um, and I went, I went through the fucking roof for for a variety yeah. of reasons. So yeah. we've got a lot to talk about. There's a lot of there's a lot we can unpack in as regards to the later story. So right now, let's just talk about the actual email itself that Jim Ryan sent. Um, so do you, do you want to start anywhere? <laughs> I mean, I just can't get over the fact that he started that they you know they talk about such a a big issue as abortion rights in the same fucking email as a cat's birthday. I mean that the um, the stu- the employees that say that they've never been so mad at a cat's birthday before. I can completely agree with that because that's just they're completely right when they say it feel it trivialises what's you know their rights and um and what and what some of them may well have gone through um i mean the fact that that's um the um the the uh, the rulings being over- overturned anyway is yeah. bad, yeah. bad enough um, but then just to, 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 to trivialize it with oh respect everybody's opinions because my because my opinions are i don't give a shit Basically, it's just yeah. I can't. I can't really so, put into words how mad so, I am about it. So yeah. So that's that's where I, that's <laughs> one of the first places I want to like I want to talk like dive into, which is the we should all just respect everybody's opinions. Like no, okay. So here's how it works, Jim. Because uh, I know you're watching. Um, the the respect everybody's opinions thing. Okay, so that works if. Let's say there's. Let's say we're talking about a hypothetical person here, and we'll we'll call them. I don't know, Joanne. To to, to pick a name, totally out of random. Maybe maybe she uses the initials JK. I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> let's talk about Joanne, who maybe doesn't like doesn't doesn't agree with abortions, right? For whatever reason, religious reason, morality reasons, uh, logistical reasons. I don't know what reasons there could possibly be. It doesn't make sense to me. I can respect that opinion if Joanne says, okay, but I'm not going to get an abortion. Cool. Like we, then we've got no beef, right? Because you've got your opinion. I've got my opinion. 
like and and we just keep them separate like it that's that's as that's as non-controversial as like you know you not liking star trek and me liking star trek it's like we can respect those opinions and and each hold them and each go our separate ways and not really talk about star trek joanne and i could never really talk doesn't don't really ever have to talk about abortion the issue here is the that the overturning of roe v wade is rolling back other people's rights in this case like people who can get pregnant try to be very careful not to say women because <laughs> not all not all people who can get pregnant are women um and like we like for for me personally that's where the we need to respect everybody else's opinions like falls apart as a as an argument because no we don't because if your starting position isn't everybody should have rights and in this case people who can get pregnant should have bodily autonomy which is just a basic fundamental human right as far as as far as i am concerned and i don't think that's an i don't think that's an outrageous thing to say that's the starting point and if you are behind that starting point i don't respect your opinion and i don't respect you <laughs> as a person for trying to enforce your will onto somebody else um Nelly has it in a tweet. I think she still has this uh, as a pinned tweet where it's just like, just leave the fuck, everybody just needs to leave each other the fuck alone. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I can completely agree with that. Um, everyone has a right to their own bodies. That's, yeah, everybody has know, a right to their own bodies. Ev ev everyone's got the right to get a tattoo. Everyone's got, got, got a right to, to have an abortion, in my opinion. Um, everyone's got, got the right to do whatever they want to their own bodies, and it's not for anybody else to say, you can't do that. Yeah, like... The, like nobody, especially not old white men, yes. should be telling anyone else what to do with their bodies. Sorry, it's not how it works. And I know some anti-vaxxer out there is like, I got you. Like, no, no. And I'm not even going to entertain that. Like, I've seen that counter-argument on Twitter and I'm not even going to entertain yeah. it here. Yeah. Um, there's a difference. But yes. yeah, that's where I start from. So the, like, the idea that we have to respect differences of opinion, like you said, I personally i hate using this phrase phrase but i personally as a trans woman on social media see that all of the time with like yeah. gender critical people they call themselves we just call them tests um yeah. he will he'll be like oh well, why don't you just respect why don't we just respect each other's like opinions well because i want rights and you want my the, like the genocide of my community like we, we're not going to meet in the middle on this <laughs> you want human rights they want to be able to control your human rights that's the difference perfect perfectly summed up there Avril. thank you very much um and that was just the first problem i had with this email like you can't respect i can't respect another person's opinion when they're trying to tear back tear an entire group of people in this case, their rights away, and as well as the terrifying precedent that Roe v. Wade actually, like the overturning of Roe v. Wade, actually opens up to a lot of other rights that could potentially yeah. disappear. I'm not a legal expert, so I just overread everything on Twitter that that's being shared to me by people who are or legal experts who have found like documents and stuff, and it's just like, oh damn, like this, there's like there's an avenue opens up through this, but. Like there's a there's a part later on in this news story, um, where they talk to like because they've talked to like staff or like they've just like gauged the mood of staff at PlayStation. And there's a part where it's like staff feeling their rights have been disrespected or trivialized by the email. Hey, they have. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, one hundred percent. Like, there's a myriad of reasons that I wanted to 
avoid talking about this for a week. So like from last week to this week. And one of the reasons was I was sure PlayStation would come out with something. And they didn't. We're going to get into that in a little bit because the story takes on a whole new fresh level of hell. But I would, I, my heart breaks for anybody who works at PlayStation at all. But what especially someone who works at PlayStation in America right now, why? Because they must, I would feel like complete dog shit in their shoes. Like, just to be disrespected and like that on on such a fundamental level, um, like, and then we get into the cat birthday, um, <laughs> I saw I saw the so the email pivots to that Jim Ryan and I'm gonna paraphrase this isn't a direct quote from the email and Jim Ryan said something like oh you know let's take our mind off of this with something a bit more lighthearted and I, I watch I do like I do watch some other gaming content and one of the other gaming one of the other things I watch uh, there's a there's a person I call Janet Garcia I'm suddenly worried that I'm mixing people up but I think it was Janet Garcia who uh, who absolutely hit the nail on the head. With that, like talking about that specific part of like, oh, let's just all take our mind off of it. It's nice that you have the privilege to be able to take your mind off of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it comes down to. Yeah. Like, oh, we could yeah. just forget about this and talk about cats' birthdays. No, Jim, you can forget about this and talk about your fucking cat's birthday. But a lot of people do not have that option. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I don't know if you want to expand on that at all. No, I can, I can understand the incoherent fury part because I've been, yes. I was there. Like, yes. Yes. like I um, probably should have like when you agree to do this, I probably should have warned you about it and <laughs> trying to get your thoughts together. But I just, I <laughs> forgot to send you the show notes. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, but no, I, um, I, you said it exactly there, um, and she said it exactly there. He's got the privilege to be able to go oh i can take my mind off it but as you say there are some people who are literally living this right now who can't who cannot take their mind off it whose lives have been ruined by it and yeah my heart goes out to them it really it really does yeah um i'm just yeah still incandescent fury yeah people are going to be harmed and die as a as a as a as a consequence of this happening, yeah. like of, of Roe v. Wade being Roe v. Wade being overturned, because there are already states in America who are like have bills ready to pass to ban abortion, and like these same states are run like are run by people who have the belief that we can't they can't ban guns because people will still be able to get guns. Yet they can apply the logic to abortions of, well, but we can ban abortions and that'll stop abortions. Like, no, it'll stop safe abortions. Yeah. People will go... People will die waiting for, like, unable to get treatment. Um, and that, I'm just, like, in that respect, I'm just talking about people who have, like, miscarriages. Like, yes. where, like where is the line in terms of what is legal and illegal to do? Like, if a woman is going to die because like she's having a miscarriage like and you, and you have to abort the fetus to save that woman's life is that doctor going to be jailed for, for saving that woman's life yeah. and in, in in healthcare for everybody who because we're british everybody who does is living in america healthcare works very differently to the way it, in america to the way it does in 
in the rest of the world. Like that doctor becomes that doctor is liable, not the hospital, not the yeah. the healthcare like system. Like that doctor becomes liable and could be sued. So yeah. there's a lot of pressure on that doctor. <laughs> yeah. In Ohio or Texas. Um and it's just an absolutely horrific situation like that I can't that I, I want to say I can't believe that we're in but I mean like I feel like there's state of the world isn't it I feel like we've been screaming about stuff like this for a long time and nothing ever happens because it's, a lot of people seem to think if we just vote for Joe Biden everything will be fine <laughs> <laughs> job done like they packed yeah. it up and they packed it up in 2020 well we voted for Biden that's all of the bar hard work done um apparently i don't know um the last part is it, what that wasn't in this story but it was in jason schreier's uh tweet tweet uh thread about this email and then we'll move on to the next part of the story which i told you about just before we started recording um there's a there's a famous saying and i don't know if it's an actual saying or if it's paraphrased or whatever but there's a famous saying about like don't believe people when they tell you who they are believe people when they show you they show you who they are um, and as part of this email for Jim, part of this email that Jim Ryan wrote about, um, you know, hey, we've got to respect differences of opinion, which uh, I don't know if you if, if you guys out there might know this, but th- that's kind of a dog whistle um, to a certain group of people, the phrase. Um, and to, to follow that up, when talking about the cat's birthday party, he also talks about how he wants to get a dog because dogs are man's best friends because dogs know their place. And like, at first I was like, okay, it's a dumb thing that a rich white guy has said in an email that I'm putting together with the other thing he said. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt that, you know, he just he said a thing that was stupid. And I just, I came to a very quick and sudden realization that I am out of doubt to give people the benefit of. He said these two yeah. things in the same email. Yeah. And it's clear what he, what he was insinuating and... There's no words. <laughs> in, in, in my opinion, he he was insinuating exactly what he's what 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 he said. You know, like yeah. oh, they know their players. Not like these pesky exactly. women. Exactly. Everybody should just get a fucking dog. It, it's made it very difficult being a PlayStation owner with PlayStation merch and PlayStation like consoles, and like I'm playing Horizons uh, Forbidden West at the minute, and I'm just like. There is a part of me that is playing that game and is just thinking like of all of this at the same time I'm playing the game. And a lot of people are going to think, that's ridiculous. I'm just like, I just... Like, I'm playing a game and then like... So, Guerrilla Games is based in the Netherlands, I'm pretty sure. Um, So, like, they're not really going to be... Like, those employees specifically that work at Guerrilla Games are not going to be affected by what's going on in America yet. Um, and, but at the same time, it's just like, damn, like you, you're playing a game made by people who work at a company where the person who runs a PlayStation <laughs> says stuff like this. And I'm just like, it, it all goes through your head. And I'm just like, try to separate it all out. It's not, not as easy as some people make it out to be, <laughs> I guess is what my point is with that. But yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, but we didn't get a statement from Jim Ryan like I thought we would have. 
But there's a reason for that, as it turns out. We're going to move on to the second part of the news story, um, which I've accidentally moved. I've shuffled things around, so Alfie, go to the third bit. <laughs> and then we go back up to the second bit. It's... Insomniac fought hard and did not win argument with Sony to publicly support abortion rights. This is from Ted Litchfield over at PC Gamer. And PC Gamer's on fire with his PlayStation news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he writes, As reported by the Washington Post, Spider-Man developer Insomniac is planning to donate $50,000 to the Women's Reproductive Rights Assistance Project, WRAP. I, I know it's W-R-R-A-P, but I like WRAP. Sounds funny, and I'm trying to inject some much-needed levity into the first part of this podcast. Uh, this is to be matched by parent company Sony. This initiative was communicated to Insomniac employees through a company-wide confidential email by Insomniac president Ted Price. So, I, I, like the amount of times, like they must know we're going to see all these emails, <laughs> right? At this yeah. point, we've seen so many confidential emails. <laughs> Sorry, back to this story. Even as the company makes this donation and considers it an initiative to offer financial assistance to employees who need to travel out of state to access legal abortion services, Sony has forbidden studios from making public statements on abortion rights in America and the upcoming overturning of Roe v. Wade, according to The Post. PlayStation president Jim Ryan, we've already read all of this, Insomniac employees had requested that company leadership make a public statement similar to those by Double Fine or Bungie, and the company had sent, quote, a near 60-page, end quote, document to PlayStation leadership to address employee concerns around abortion access and the company's public-facing stance. According to Price, quote, Sony Interactive Entertainment will not approve any statements from any studio on the topic of reproductive rights. End quote. Price wrote in the email to staff, uh, sorry, let me try that again. Quote, we fought hard for this and we did not win. End quote. Price wrote in the email to staff. Price also indicated that bucking Sony policy and issuing a statement from Insomniac anyway would result in negative consequences for the company. Quote, we'd also probably be severely restricted from doing important public facing work in the future. End quote. I met Ted Price once. Just before we get into the news story, I did actually meet Ted Price once. He seemed like a cool guy. <laughs> he seems it. It's just bloody Sony, <laughs> once again. Ironically, when they were working on Sunset Overdrive, which was an Xbox game, um, me and Ross met him. But anyway, this is the one I struggle to like bring words to. Yeah. So there's like a company-wide issue. So for starters, let's talk about the $50,000. Because Insomniac are giving $50,000 and it's giving matched by Sony. So Sony themselves are matching it and giving $50,000 for a total of $100,000 to the Women's Reproductive Rights Assistance Project, or WRAP. Um, now, this is good. This is objectively a good thing that money is going to a place where it needs to go. Um, and I would never deny that, um, ever. But PlayStation has a has a market cap of over a billion dollars, so fifty grand's not really any money at all for for Sony. I'm sorry, I said PlayStation there, I meant Sony. Um, and I'm going to be perfectly frank as to what this looks like to me, and this is my opinion. And this, for anybody who's looking to sue me, this is my opinion, and I don't know if this is true or not. But this just looks like shut up insomniac money. Like, yeah. leave us alone. We're gonna do, we'll do yeah. this thing for you. Now shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what no, this looks like. Yeah. 
because I think for for in, in, Insomniac, that's a that's a decent amount of money. That is something that's you know, um, for for them, it's a huge amount. For Sony, it's a drop in the ocean. It's nothing for Sony. Exactly. Like we like we you know like Sony, you know we can see how much money you make, right? There's a story coming up later in the podcast about EA, and I'm going to ask EA the same questions. Like, you know, we can see how much money you make. You have to tell us. <laughs> um, and I just, I cannot get over the idea that Sony thinks it can dodge controversy by, yeah. m- by muzzling. I'm using that word very, very specifically because we're going to talk about that in a bit. By muzzling, it's come by, it's, the companies that it owns, the studios that it owns, who probably do want to talk about this issue because at the end of the day, this isn't going to affect Jim Ryan. This probably isn't going to affect anyone who runs Sony or PlayStation, but this is going to affect the people that work at PlayStation or at Sony because these are your employees that this stuff is going to affect. I know for a fact PlayStation has studios in states where these laws will come in to pass if Roe v. Wade is overturned. Um, and they could really use as much support as possible. So I actually talked about this with Mooney, and I wonder what it was last week or the week before, um, where like, I get shit every June for never giving companies the benefit, for never giving companies the, 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 the pat on the back that they're so desperate for, for changing their Twitter avatar to a rainbow. Mm. Um, I've got no time for it because the one month, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Sony wants to PlayStation, Sony, you know, every fucking corporation out there wants to get the props for changing their av- changing their avatar to a rainbow, or for like posting some pictures of some women who work there during International Women's Month, or like saying, "Hey, look, a black person works at works in our company during Black History Month," like. And they love to get, they love to pat themselves on the back for that shit, you know? And yeah. like, that's why I will pat you on the back for that shit if you also like stand up when it actually fucking matters. Because like, it doesn't help anybody that, like, in PlayStation's case, let's say, it doesn't help anybody when most of your Twitter accounts have rainbow avatars. Not all of them, because some of them will be from countries where LGBTQ people are illegal. Um, and we've seen that as well. But, like, I'll pat you on the back for that all you want if you actually stand up for trans rights or bodily autonomy for women and people who can give birth. Like, but you won't and you don't. And, like, you're going to, like, you could, like, people will argue that $50,000 to a cause is great. And it is great. I'm never going to argue that it's not great. But words from a corporation as big as Sony go a long way especially for the people who who work there to know that their company actually supports them and i don't know how many people feel supported who work at sony right now exactly this isn't an issue of me getting angry because jim ryan or playstation won't say the thing that i want them to agree with it's because way be, it, it, it's a way different issue to that like does it make me angry yeah of course it makes me angry on a personal level but there's so much more to it um that like that support can mean so much for so many different reasons, and 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 it fucking drives me mad that in like two weeks they're all going to be fucking hey look at our rainbows. Mm-hmm. PlayStation yeah. supports the the LGBTQ community. Yeah, where is that no, support? When, yeah, <laughs> where is that support when other people need it? Exactly when it's actually needed. 
right now. Absolutely. How was that uh, Hogwarts Legacy state of play, PlayStation? <laughs> How'd that go? Yeah. yeah? You support yeah. the LGBTQ plus community? Mm-hmm. If you say so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your support feels a lot like getting beat over the head with a baseball bat, but okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's happened that often. I don't know the difference anymore. Um, yeah, like... It's taken me a lot. It's taken me a week to compose like myself to be able to like come to think about what really gets to me. Like, it's that's never happened on this podcast before. Normally, I can I can pretty easily form like coherent thoughts, but with what's been going on, it's just I don't know. But there's my coherent thought. It's just it's not a fuck you, Jim Ryan, or a fuck you, PlayStation. It's a what the fuck are you playing at? By choosing the path that you have chosen, you've pissed everybody off. Because I know why they do it. I'm sorry, I'm just kind of like steamrolling you at this point, Elfie. But (laughs) I'm just protecting your voice. Um, Like, I don't know what I was going to say there. Shit. Ah, I lost the thread. Um, What was I? What did I just say before I said I I was steamrolling you? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. Fuck. Talking about the big COVID. I mean, I'm always talking about the big companies. It's almost like all of our problems stem from capitalism or something. Um, oh, it's well and truly like just left my brain. It'll come back to me at like 3 a.m. Yeah. I'm like, shit, <laughs> I've remembered. <laughs> um, I don't even remember what I said. This is my this is long COVID, everybody. This is what it does to you. <laughs> don't catch COVID because it can fuck you up. Um, this is why I write things down normally. I'm just, I'm just, at this point, I'm just derailing the momentum of the entire podcast. Is there anything you would like to say while I, uh, try and... I think you've pretty much said everything that's, uh, that I, that's, I've got on my mind, basically, just how... Yeah, I, I can't even form my thoughts into coherent sentences either about this. It's just unbelievable really that such a big company would basically just decide to go eh, you know what yeah we're going to support lgbt by putting the the rainbow flags on yeah we'll support them by you know women's month by posting all these photos but when it like you say when it actually matters when it comes down to the crunch they post a, they you know they, they send an email about cat's birthdays <laughs> yeah. well you gotta remember in, for in jim ryan's brain he was thinking no one's going to see this outside of PlayStation and plays. And I know all I know all PlayStation employees got this email whether they work in America or not. Um just... Yeah, that's kind of where my brain is right now. I'm just tired. I'm tired yeah. of capitalism. I'm tired of rich yeah. white guys. Yeah. I'm tired of the, the the world going backwards. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. Yes, um, it makes it hard to enjoy video games. I don't know if you've know. I don't know if you've noticed this. Like, and this is a a woe is me thing. And I'm not equating this to anything that anybody is going through. And like, based on any of the things that we just talked about, I just I find it difficult to enjoy video games when like this is what video games is. Yeah, certainly from the bigger companies. You sure? Yeah. Right. That thought, train of thought is well and truly gone. Mm. So we're going to move on. Um. Okay, we need to go back up to two now.
let's um let's talk about muzzles, shall we? <clears throat> Bungie stands by pro-choice statement amidst reported Sony muzzle. This is from Charles Hart or a fan by who writes Bungie senior community manager Dylan Gaffner, better known by the username DMG04, asserts that the company won't budge on its pro-choice stance toward reproductive rights. On May 17th, he tweeted, quote, There will never be a muzzle big enough to stop us from standing up for what is right, end quote. Shortly after, Bungie CEO Pete Parsons reinforced this position, replying with a simple, quote, yes, end quote. Uh, the muzzle in question likely refers to Sony, the company currently attempting to buy the creators of Destiny and Halo. And then everything that we've talked about. Um, good. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Yet again, Bungie, well done. Uh, you know what? We talked about it last year. Like, Bungie's had some issues with its, um, with, like, toxic work environments um, in the past, uh, as a lot of companies, so. Yeah. All of them, um, but like they, they want they 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 are the company that's been putting the work into to be better and do better. And this is what I like. This is what I want to see from from all companies. Like be better and do better. And like you love to see it. Yeah, <laughs> you really yeah. love to see it. This was like the shining light in the darkness when I saw this pop up on my time timeline. Yes. Just like Bungie, just absolutely wrote for starters. Me and Moody laughed at laughed laughed our fucking tits off. I got like at this um, when Bungie put out their statement. Like all of the, their community manager was just a fucking god. Um, our favorite tweet being the "You are a video games company," and then they replied to that person. You are a toaster because their toaster, their picture was a toaster, which is like they're nice. fucking killing it. But like, this is what we talk about when we say like doing the things that matter. Like, if you're yes. just going to be an ally when it's convenient to you, you're not an ally. It's not enough to not. It's not in this case. It's not enough to just say, "Well, I'm not a misogynist." Like, you actually have to be anti-misogynist. It's the same with everything. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm not racist. Cool. But if you're not actively out there being anti-racist, you're not helping anybody. Because yes. that passivity is what these people prey upon. Like, that's what they're counting on. Like, you watch a, a bunch of YouTubers, like, there's, there's a bunch of grifters out there on the on the far right. Uh, they, call themselves, they call themselves the alt-right. We call them what they actually are on this show, which is Nazis. Um, and... Like, like people will mock and point out the like how deranged they sound in their videos and their content, and like that's that's kind of the point of their entire grift. Like, what they're trying to do is they're not trying to convince you that they're right. They know they can't because they're talking to their own audience. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to bombard you with so much absolutely name bullshit that they make you passive instead of active. Like, you laugh at them and then you get on with your day, and like. We, we all enjoy laughing at a Nazi from time to time, you know, because they're patently ridiculous. Um, but that doesn't really help anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Bungie actually coming out and saying, like, no, we don't give a shit. Like, like I mean, it'll be put to the test, I'm sure, at some point when they are, because the, the sale hasn't gone through. So it's very easy for Bungie to take this stance right now because they're not technically on by PlayStation yet. Like, if something comes up and PlayStation don't want anybody to talk about it and Bungie come out and say, nah, fuck you. <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to shut us up? We make Destiny 2, dick. 
Insomniac could probably pull the same shit. It's like, you know, they make like the yeah. they make the Marvel games. <laughs> I don't think PlayStation's gonna be t- gonna be telling them to be quiet anytime soon. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um go for, go Bungie. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I just love to see it like Yeah. And they made Halo. And I love Halo. <laughs> yeah. it turns out they're they're all right yeah. they're all right yeah they better yeah but this is just the world that we live in now where it's just like this is yeah. what we this is what the games industry has come to yeah but yes i think my point still stands about the convenient allyship thing it's not real allyship yes, like if you're not an ally when it's not convenient for you, are you even an ally? No, the answer is no. I can actually answer that for you. <laughs> I'm sure Alfie agrees. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Should we tell them how it's done? Should we yes. tell PlayStation how it's done? This is how PlayStation, Jim, this is how it's done. Certain affinity will pay to move its devs out of places hostile to their rights. This is from Brad Sinclair over at GamesIndustry.biz. He writes... Certain Affinity is the latest studio to take a stand on recent developments in US politics as founder and CEO Max Hoberman posted to a Twitter, excuse me, a message that had been sent to all the company's full-time staff. Hoberman said, quote, It is appalling that states, including the CEA headquarters, home state of Texas, are wading into what I consider personal health and privacy matters. Recently, this encompassed gross institution intrusions on the rights and dignity of transgender youth, putting politics over the physical and emotional health and well-being of a vulnerable population and threatening their families, friends, doctors and other supporters. As the recent draft U.S. Supreme Court opinion potentially overturning Roe v.ersus Wade has shown, the rights of women to make critical decisions about their health and well-being, including access to vital birth control, medication, and abortion, and protections for the privacy of those decisions, are also under attack. Measures are already teed up in several states that will similarly punish family, friends, doctors, and other supporters who come to that aid. This is all incredibly concerning on a personal level and also as a business owner and leader. Naked politicization of private health matters is hurting our business in tangible ways, including our ability to recruit staff, end quote. Hoberman noted that state governments could also pass laws criminalizing employees who provide... Sorry, there's a typo in there. Let me try that again. Hoberman noted that state governments could also pass laws criminalizing employers who provide support for vulnerable employees. For example, Texas has passed a law banning abortions after six weeks of pregnancy with a bounty hunter enforcement mechanism that would allow residents to sue anyone helping a person get an abortion after that point, even if it's just driving them to a place where they can get the procedure for at least $10,000. To demonstrate the company's values, he said he was making the following commitment, quote, If the state or province you live in restricts access to what a majority of medical experts experts consider essential care, and this makes remaining there untenable for you and your family, we will cover the pre-approved, documented, reasonable out-of-pocket costs of your relocation to another safer state or province that we operate in, end quote. Certain Affinity has offices in Austin, Texas and Toronto, Ontario, but is also set up to allow remote work for a number of US states and Canadian provinces. That's where you fucking do it, Jim. Like, if Max Hoberman had then gone on to say, right, now let's allow, allow just for a bit of light and ease after all of that, let's talk about my cat's birthday. Everybody would have been like, cool, that's a cool cat. We love that cat. We stand that cat. Jim, yeah. you fucking prick. Now, <clears throat> 
I promised myself I wouldn't get, I wouldn't let the rage take over. So I'm gonna rein myself that, back. You're in. Right. That is how you do it. That is that's standing up for, for what you believe in. That's standing up for rights. That's standing up for your your employees. That's standing up for just what is right in general. And that is the way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Do I think Max Oberman and Certain Affinity are 100% doing this because it's the right thing to do? No, of course not. Max even says it in the fucking statement. It's like, this is yeah. going to harm our business. Like, yeah. just like Jim Ryan should have probably point- realized that, like, oh, this is going to harm our business. Maybe we should actually, like, do something about it. But no, he's a fucking idiot. Like, I guess the I guess the, the money has tainted his brain or something. I'm getting the rage again. Like, Certain Affinity is doing right by its employees and right by itself. Yes. And I mean... I can't argue with that. No, <laughs> like, no, absolutely not. It's like it's 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 putting itself first by putting its employees first, yes. and I think that's how businesses. Like, in my personal opinion, that would be great if that's how businesses are, like everywhere worked. Yeah. Like, and and you know maybe we could fix the mess that we're in. Mm. Um, but I love this offer to move people to out of state. Like there's nowhere else in America that certain affinity has an office, but they could allow remote working. So they could probably just move them to a, a safer state. Yeah. Um, or a safe state, basically any that's not controlled by a Republican. Um, and, and he makes so many great points and just, yeah. it's very well worded. Yeah, it is. And it does not beat around the bush. Um, and that that is the kind like that is the kind of statement. If you're going to say something like Jim Ryan said, and I know Jim Ryan's statement wasn't public facing, and Max Holberman's was, but like Jim, you have to know by now that like if you say something that's going to piss a lot of people off, Jason Schreier's going to get his hands on it, and he's yeah. going to tell people about it. Yeah. Um, like just don't say anything. Like the best cor- the best course of action for Jim Ryan was to say nothing. Yes. And then this would not have ignited a powder keg. It would have a week later when we found out that Insomniac were trying to get to say something and weren't allowed. But, you know, yeah. the Fury might not have been as white hot. Um, actually, it probably would have been. Yeah. But <laughs> well, yeah. um, this is how you do it. This is this is exactly how you be an ally and also a business. Yes. yes. <laughs> Certain affinity it's- can change its Profile picture, however it wants. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best of both worlds. That's doing what you need to for both sides. Mm. Yes, and by both sides, we mean people and business, not exactly pro-choice yes. and pro-life. No, <laughs> people and business. <laughs> um, yeah, like they've done what's best for themselves. They've done what's best for their employers. They've come out and just spoken truth, um, and. I'm fine with that. Yeah. If only capitalism worked this way, but it doesn't. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> Why does Amy always talk about capitalism on that <laughs> on this video game podcast? I wonder. Just wait at least hear my review for Citizen Sleeper again. It's all about capitalism. <laughs> Coming later this week. Um. Do you have anything more? That that's it. We've we've run the gauntlet of Roe v. Wade, um, bodily yeah, autonomy. I think we've run that yeah. Um we made it we made it to the end. Um I'm sure every new story from here on out is gonna be peachy sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. Well, in comparison, certainly. 
I'm saying nothing. <laughs> I haven't read this part yet. <laughs> well, it's off time. So while I talk about indie game of the week, maybe you could like get some spoilers. <laughs> Sneak <God>. peek ahead. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yep, it's indie game of the week. This is the thing that we do on the podcast every week that I still haven't written in rough for, so this is going to be awful. Um, where we talk about a cool indie game that's upcoming, and and you know we read some of its store description, and there's links in the in the description of the video down below. And if you like the sound of it, go check it out. Maybe give it a wish list. Um, this is literally one of my favorite things to do on the podcast. I constantly get like, cause I, I put it in the thread as well. So I'm like, Hey, this week's in the game of the week was such and such. Here's the links. And then like developers will be like, thank you. And I, I've talked about this before on the podcast where like, I'll write a review or I'll talk about a game and then like a developer or the developer will come out on Twitter and be like, Oh my God, thank you so much. And I'm just like, Why? Like, the is, this, this part of it is dangerous for me because I usually end up buying the game you've done. <laughs> you've got access to the Discord. You can see all the games that I don't get oh, to talk yeah. about because there's way more than one a week. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I've already wished about five of them. Perfect. That's the idea. Yeah, but like, I, don't, I don't get why devs thank me. It's just like, guys, gals, non-binary pals, you're, you're doing amazing work. Don't thank me. Thank you. <laughs> These games are cool as fuck. I love talking about them. I would talk about them if nobody paid me. And guess what? Nobody does pay me. <laughs> so that's literally true. This week's ending game of the week, 20 minutes till dawn. Survive the onslaught of an endless horde of monsters for 20 minutes. In this roguelite survival game, select from a variety of upgrades to create a unique and overpowered build every run. You can be a fire wizard, for example, and ignite monsters with every pump of your shotgun, or an agile ninja who controls magic knives to pierce your enemies. Choose from a diverse selection of characters and weapons that offer a variety of gameplay experiences. Over 50 different upgrades to choose from for a unique experience every run. Wide cast of characters with Monocom post launch, casual, quick, 10 to 20 minute play sessions for busy gamers. 20 Minutes Till Dawn is developed by Flan. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, and published by Flan in Arabic, coming soon to PC via Steam. There is a link to the game in the description in the Twitter thread. Go click it, go check it out. If you really like the look of the game, search 10 Minutes Till Dawn on Steam because there is a demo, a prologue that you can play right now to check it out looks fucking sick <laughs> it does it does i mean i'm 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 definitely like 100% in yeah for this game i don't know how i find these games you know i, I sometimes sometimes i think these games come to me in a dream <laughs> i genuinely believe that i think this one might be uh getting wish listed might be when i got yeah, more than wishes. This is going on the YouTube channel. Mm. And where, what YouTube channel is that? It's YouTube. YouTube forward slash elf daughter. Yeah, you don't worry. It becomes second nature after a while. Yeah, I'm still not used to that. <laughs> if I ever say twitch.tv or youtube.com, I have to physically restrain myself from then adding slash words about games. <laughs> <laughs> Or if it's YouTube, Words About Games UK, because somebody's sitting on Words About Games and not using it on YouTube. Ooh. They have been for years. I'm coming Ooh. for you. <laughs> shall we continue? We shall. 
news part two. Sony brings environmental goals forward by 10 years. This is from James Batchelor over at GamesIndustry.biz. He writes, Sony Corporation is doubling down on its commitment to becoming a greener company by accelerating its deadlines. In its 2010 Road to Zero plan, the company pledged to achieve a, quote, zero environmental footprint throughout the life cycle of Sony's products and business activities, end quote, by 2050. In a new statement spotted by Eurogamer, Sony now plans to manage this by 2040, by which point it claims it will have managed carbon neutrality, quote, throughout the entire value chain, end quote. It also brought the goal for using 100% renewable energy in its own operations forward by 10 years, now aiming for 2030. The company plans to achieve this by further reducing the environmental impact of its various offices, exploring energy-saving measures, and installing renewable energy sources such as solar power generators. Sony aims to increase its renewable electricity rate to 35% by 2025, the target was previously 15%. Meanwhile, it also aims to further reduce the annual power consumption of every Sony product in order to meet its carbon neutrality goals. So I think it's always fair to not just spend an hour talking about a company that's fucked up when they fucked up, but also to point out when actually they're on the right track. Which I think is fair. Like we are going, we are all going to die. Like <laughs> <laughs> that is at the point that we are at with the climate crisis. Like, and it, it's not hyperbole. Ten, twenty years ago, when people said we are all going to die, you know, you could kind of go, "Well, we've got time. We can, we could do this. We can do that." We don't have time anymore. Um, and as much as Sony put this, I'm sure Sony put this story out to try and dampen the flames of another story that's been going on uh, about them for the last week and a half. Um, like it, like we are all going to die. Every everything helps at this point. Like we we need to not burn the planet. Yes, but it also does smack a bit of of yeah. We kind of screwed up, but look what we're doing. We're doing really good on this, and it does kind of make me think almost sort of okay. So if you can afford to do that, surely you can afford to help the people that you are actually employing. Oh, definitely. Much like other companies are doing, you know, going back to our last story. I mean, it's not an either-or situation. Like, you, you yeah. can do both. Like, they're a big company. Yeah, exactly. And, like, the, the idea behind making everything renewable, like, in, in, in the long, long run, it's probably going to be cheaper. Yeah. Not right now. Probably. Well, I don't know. With the price of gas and oil at the moment, maybe right now it could be cheaper. Um. Like, also, like, it is in everybody's best interests if we kind of, like, you know, fix this. Like, at this point, climate climate change is inevitable. It's our wow. I'm not sure what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one second. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, is that some kind of, like, I don't know, like... I don't know. ...thing uh, with, like, oh, man, like, climate change is so bad, I've gone black and white. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hang on, I'm gonna to have to turn this off and That's fine. Thing. I'll I'll keep I'll keep thing keep this going. Um yeah, at this point climate change is inevitable. It's already started. Like we've already seen it, you're still black and white. Moody filter. Probably would have gone better in the first <laughs> half than the second half. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, like climate change has already started. Like we need to do like we all need to do a lot more than this. And by I say when I say we all need to do a lot more than this, there's nothing that I, you or I can really do to save the planet at this point. Yeah. In terms of our own personal carbon no, footprint. I, black and white, man. Hang on, I've got an idea. <laughs> it's the it's the what red and the it's the red and blue that's like you've got like red and blue shadows. <laughs> like 
here I am trying to like seriously have a serious conversation about climate. <laughs> and Elfie's playing with Photoshop filters. <laughs> what's going on here? My camera decided to go, nope. Try unplugging it and plugging it back in because it's flickering yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. This week on the Words of Our Games podcast. <laughs> Texapod. Texapod. There's always a thing. There's always a thing. We're streamers. This is what we do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Whoops. That's my mixer right on the middle of the podcast screen. Sorry about that. We'll call this the disaster portion of the podcast. What did you like? Did did you like push a button or something? I must have done. (laughs) Uh, If I turn this off, cam link. You're back, and you've got all the right colours. So anyway, Uh, about climate change. I'm dark, but let's see if I can fix that. (laughs) What was it I was saying an hour ago about not being professional? (laughs) <laughs> I don't care by the way that was don't don't take that as a subtweet eh, I'll just have to be dark I, I don't know what's going on there but yeah anyway you've, I, I've noticed you've been getting like slowly and steadily like you know what I've got an idea sure 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 she told me she needed to wrap up on time because she's going to be up early tomorrow morning but <laughs> Yes. Okay, um, okay <laughs> so, cli- so climate change. Yes, climate change. <laughs> um, yes, we all need to do a lot. So the fact that Sony is actually doing accelerating its plans is a good thing because the world needs to accelerate its plans if if we're going to have a good have a, have a good future on this planet and not all die and drown and burn and starve. I think I've covered it. Plagues. There's probably going to be plagues too. Oh, wait. (gasps) Wait. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Pandemics, you say? Mm. People think climate change is just going to be like the oceans rise. And like, there are people I've talked to about climate change because like, hi, I'm Amy. I'm neurodivergent. When I get fixated on a subject, I read everything. Um, like I've I've read a lot about climate change. It's just like it's not just like one thing. It's like so many things. Like we won't be able to grow food in places that we grow food, and we like like pandemic, like viruses, like plagues, disease will start spreading even faster. Um, like the 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 biggest revelation for me personally was that sort of. Because when I was in school, we were taught, they talked about the ozone layer. Like, there's a hole in the ozone layer caused by greenhouse gases. That was how we were taught it when I was in school. And, like, from that point on, in a certain in a certain way, I looked at climate change. Like, it was always a thing that was going to happen unless we did something about it. And, like, I think it was, like, uh, I can't remember pinpointing the exact moment where, where it was, like, no, actually, it's already started. <laughs> that really flipped a lot of my thinking about like about like the way that I even think about and talk about like climate change where it's like no it's already started Australia was on fire in 2019 like (laughs) and like we can't even like we can't even get our shit together enough to make sure we don't all die so I don't I don't know maybe all this stuff about video games is just pointless but 
<laughs> if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die with a video game in my hand. I'll die with an Xbox contro- controller in my hand as the sea level rises above my window. <laughs> I'll be playing Halo. <coughs> Pressure for change. That's what Foxes used to say when he was on this podcast. Anyway. Shall we continue to talk about video games? Yeah. I mean, I use air quotes. It's all talking about video games. Yeah, of course. EA reportedly laying off Austin staff amidst loss of FIFA name. This is from Josh Coulson over at The Gamer, who writes... After months of chatter throughout most of 2022, EA confirmed last week that after 28 years of creating FIFA-branded games, it will be dropping what might well be the most famous four letters in football. Starting in 2023, the studio's annual football sims will fall under a new EA Sports FC umbrella. There will naturally be a lot of change internally between now and then, and that appears to include staff at some of EA's studios losing their jobs. Kotaku reports that as many as 100 customer service employees are being laid off. The report comes after the news was broken via an email circulated in EA's Austin, Texas offices. The email reads that the reason for the job loss is, quote, to reduce complexity and increase our efficiency, end quote, as the roles will be outsourced. A source close to the situation has estimated the outsourcing of customer service team in Austin could affect as many as 100 employees. The email also reads that EA's Galway office in Ireland will be affected too. EA Galway houses the customer service team for the players in Europe. Customer service representatives in both offices will have supplied players of EA games with support online and over the phone. Despite the cuts coming just days after the rebrand from FIFA to EA Sports FC, a spokesperson from the studio insists the two are not connected. Uh, The email reads, quote, The changes in our customer support function are not tied to any one gaming franchise, nor are they connected to our EA Sports FC announcement last week. The spokesperson has also added that 10 new customer service jobs connected to mobile games have been created, and those affected by this week's cuts are welcome to apply. End quote. Love it when that happens. The unnamed source claiming the situation will affect as many as 100 EA employees also not the decision to outsource customer service comes right after the in-house team complained about their annual raises, or lack of them. The response from EA doesn't appear to address that. As for FIFA, the game this year's game, FIFA 23, will go ahead as planned. After that, the series will be rebranded EA Sports FC. FIFA's president has already made it clear the governing body will still continue to create games, but those games will be published by a different studio. EA. <laughs> Look at me a sec. You know we can see how much money you make every year, right? <laughs> you fucking dickheads. It's called yep. end of year financial reports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we know you make billions of in revenue. Um, and you didn't need to do this. And like can I just say from the bottom of my heart, um, the email reads that the reason for the job losses is to reduce complexity and increase efficiency as the roles will be outsourced. Outsourcing has literally never, ever increased efficiency or reduced complexity. So that's bullshit, in my opinion. I've got a miniature Keith. Did I ever told you, you ever listen to the podcast where I have to talk about the fact that I've got a miniature Keith in the back of my brain that like reminds me yeah. that I can get sued. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um that was his like role on the podcast, I guess. He just made sure I didn't get sued for like a few years. Now he's gone, I'm just unchained. So yeah. 
Uh, this happened. <laughs> Any thoughts? Yes. As you said, really? Yay. We can, like I say, we can see how much you make. And, okay. oh yeah, let's just, everybody whose job has been made redundant, let's mm. just say you can, you're welcome to apply. Why can't you just give the jobs to them? hundred employees I mean, got, are getting laid off and 10, they created, but we created 10 jobs. Exactly, yeah, yeah, 100 to 10, it's like. So you're welcome to, like, well, maybe they'll do it like the Hunger Games, never runs into a field and picks a, their weapon of choice and then 10 survivors get the I job. All I can say is, because I've been through that myself as a, as a personal thing, I've actually been through, through that sort of situation. And all I can say to those employees who are at risk is get yourselves out. Seriously, because if they're going to do that now, they'll do it again. It's damn certain. Um, I've been through it. I've done it. Never want to do it again. Just get yourselves out. You'd actually be better off looking for a new job rather than trying to deal with shit like that. I'm going to say something that may actually, that may prove to be slightly controversial considering this is the Words About Games podcast. But I've been thinking it for a while. Like I look and look, hey, I know that working in the games industry is a lifelong dream for like people who go into the industry. Um, one could say that a lot of companies take advantage of the fact that it's a lifelong dream for a lot of people. Um, but like maybe, maybe consider like get the fuck away from like games companies. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, this is the and, and I'm sure I'm sure because you know capitalism is is how it is everywhere. But I'm sure this happens in other tech industries. But like, we're not that far removed from a few years ago when we had to sit and listen to Bobby Kotick talk about Activision Blizzard's record profits, and then how they would have to, uh, they regrettably had to fire 900 people. Um, and this just smacks of the same sort of thing. But the, I've I've pulled this from a, from a gamesindustry.biz article by Jeffrey Russell from the 10th of May for the full year, uh, which is uh, April 1st, 2021 to March 31st, 2022. EA's revenue was up 24% to $7 billion and net income was down 5% to $789 billion. Bookings for the 12-month period was up 21% year-over-year to $7.5 billion. For the full year, full game sales grew 25% to $2 billion, while live services revenue is up 24% to $5 billion. Looking ahead for the current year, EA is forecasting net revenues between $7.6 and $7.8 billion, whereas bookings are expected to grow between $7.9 and $8.1 billion. Those are the kinds of numbers that we're talking about here. But they want to be more efficient by outsourcing their customer service for EA Sports FC. Allegedly. I know they said that it had nothing to do with the the branding change. My hope is that next year, next September, (laughs) (laughs) FIFA comes out from a different publisher and just fucking obliterates EA Sports FC. I would love to see it. Apologies to all of the talented wonderful people who i'm sure work are going to work on ea sports fc um but it'd be funny um, um, fifa comes out and just because <laughs> like here makes a not insubstantial amount of money from fifa yeah it's a big risk for them 
It'd be great if it backfired. It would. It would. This is just unfortunately how capitalism works. We've got to keep the numbers. You have to keep going up no matter what. Yeah. Infinitely, forever. And people think capitalism isn't going to fail. Like, (laughs) eventually, (laughs) like, uh, mm, I'm pretty sure infinite growth is impossible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Viva the revolution. This might be a video game podcast. Even sometimes, like, and I hate the thing, oh, just stick to video games. But even I sometimes pull myself up and go, this is might be a video game podcast, right? Should we should we pull it back in the direction of video games? She I says, know. sarcastically, <laughs> Saudi <laughs> Arabia has bought a 5% stake in Nintendo. This is from Chris Scullion over at VGC. He writes, Saudi Arabia has purchased a 5.01% stake in Nintendo, according to a filing to Japan's finance ministry. Bloomberg reports that the country's public investment fund, a sovereign wealth fund chaired by Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, made the purchase for investment purposes. The acquisition makes it the fifth largest Nintendo shareholder, according to Bloomberg's data. This is the latest in a series of gaming investments made by the Crown Prince and his investment funds. The public investment fund is reportedly central to Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman's goal of making the Saudi economy less reliant on proceeds from oil. PIF's continued investment in video game companies may raise concerns for some, given Saudi Arabia's long-standing history of human rights abuses. The Crown Prince, in particular, has been accused of ordering the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. According to its website, PIF's vision is to, quote, be a global investment powerhouse and the world's most impactful investor, enabling the creation of new sectors and opportunities that will shape the future global economy while driving the economic transformation of Saudi Arabia, end quote. And, you know, Torturing people and bombing him. Yeah. Yeah. Paul, people don't want to talk about that bit. <laughs> Shocker. Raising concerns for some, giving the long standing history of human rights abuses. That's exactly the point that I was going to say. That's, uh, yeah. Red flags for me. Absolutely. Well, more than red flags. Like, unfortunately, and I'm going to say the C word again, unfortunately, Nintendo doesn't get a say in who because they're a publicly traded company. Yeah. Nintendo doesn't get a say in who actually buys shares uh, in them. So, as much as I want to rage against the machine, and I'm gonna, the machine being capitalism, I can't rage against Nintendo specifically no. because they have no no choice in in who no. who buys their shares. Like, there's plenty of things that are Nintendo's fault, but this isn't one of them. Um, no. yeah, this is this. Unfortunately, this is just what Saudi Arabia is doing right now. Yeah, uh, they bought. The de- things in as many prices as they can. It's called reputation laundering. Um, yeah. They want to be known more for buying a football club and that football club doing really well because of all of the money that they put into it or buying because they bought uh, the developer of Metal Slug Tactics as well. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Uh, or buying a stake in Nintendo. Like Nintendo is like everybody's childhood, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's called reputation laundering. It's like, don't look at this stuff. Like the stuff we're yeah. doing in Yemen and, and the murder of a journalist. Look at this stuff. Like the Mario, Newcastle United. Yeah. Um, and it fucking sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it absolutely does. This is why we can't have nice things. Like, yes. yeah. And again, it's not like... I'm gonna, I mean, I'm not talking about video games right now, but like, I had a conversation with someone about the, the Newcastle United takeover of... Cause guess what? It's a local club, you know, like comes up quite fairly regularly. <laughs> yeah. And like you have that conversation with someone and it's just like, like who is a fan of football and is a fan of that football club. And it's just like, they don't know what to do. 
like it's not the club's fault. It's yeah. it's not the players' fault. It's not the yeah. fans' fault. That but all of that money that's gonna be pumped into that club to to probably make them win, I don't know what they win in football. The medals. They win medals, we'll I'm that. sure. We'll yeah, that. like yeah. to win all of the medals, like it's all blood money. Like Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that sucks for them. It really truly does. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's still blood money. Yes. It's something that we have to grapple with under capitalism. Yeah. Anything? Have I just broken you at this point? Pretty much. <laughs> I didn't Pretty plan much. for this, by the way. <coughs> Normally, even I in a... Camera, you know? I did break your camera. Yeah. Normally, even in a bad week, like, there's not this much bad news. And, like, I remember yeah. just looking at it on Friday. I think I put the initial show notes together on Friday because I had time when I was just like, it's just piling and piling and piling. And I was just like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever I fucking get, because I didn't know who I was getting at that point, whoever I fucking get for this, I'm going to owe them a cake. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> next time I get paid, <laughs> I'm going to research cake shops and you and I are going to go out and we're going to get cake. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. Sounds it, good to me. If it makes you feel any better, we're out of the other side now. Sort of. Yeah. There's still one bad news story, but it's funny as opposed to, okay. as opposed to you know, bad. Um, I'm going to skip the Sony thing because I want to talk about that next week um, for time reasons. And also there's a person I'm trying to get on the podcast who, not to spoil it in case it doesn't happen, is a PlayStation guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fair. <laughs> um, I didn't want him on for the bit where I yelled at PlayStation all day for an hour, though. It gets awkward, you know? I was gonna put. I'm gonna put a tweet. I was gonna put a tweet out on Twitter. I was like, "Hey, any mutuals who want me on for like Pride Month on their podcasts and stuff, hit me up." I think I just rescinded a few invitations with the first hour of this podcast, just being like, "Oh, oh no, <laughs> she's an angry queer." <laughs> we don't want her. Justifiably angry, but still angry. It's all jokes. Thanks. I don't even know when I'm being serious anymore. But anyway, <laughs> would you like to? Would you like to laugh at into um, at uh, Activision Blizzard? Always, always. <laughs> the Mario series isn't diverse enough, according to Activision Blizzard's new tool. Now, for anybody that doesn't remember Activision Blizzard's incredibly misguided diversity <laughs> tool that we talked about last on last week's podcast, uh, strap yourselves in because this thing's fucking crazy. This is from Ed Nightingale over at Eurogamer. He writes, Following Activision Blizzard's reveal of its diversity space tool, a video of a GDC 2017 presentation has resurfaced online. In the video, presenters of the tool embarrassingly apply their findings to Nintendo's Mario series. Apparently, the game lacks diversity in ability and sexual orientation as the characters aren't disabled and are all presumed straight. How you can tell someone's sexual orientation just by looking at them is beyond me. However, the presenters do praise the fact the brothers are Italian, which allows their position on the tools graph to be a little more, quote, out there, end quote, whatever that means. <laughs> they also praise the age range, apparently taught and taught out of children, which is surely an assumption just because they're short. As well as body type, because Mario is short 
end quote, rounded, end quote. The video has been shared on social media with one user comment, end quote, this shit is genuinely hysterical, end quote. When Activision Blizzard revealed the tool over the weekend, the blog post does know development started in 2016, but has been beta tested over the past few months. This video from 2017 suggests it's been in use, or at least tested, for longer than that. The tool has been heavily criticised by the industry, notably by Activision Blizzard's own staff, over which two senior game designer Dylan Snyder said his team had not used the tool as they hadn't even heard of it. Overwatch character artist Melissa Kelly described it as, quote, a creepy dystopian shot, end quote, while others online have noted, noted it diminishes diversity to a checklist. They just don't have any clue, do they? So I don't know if you saw this tool. So I think this was their latest attempt to get good guy points. I don't know if you actually saw this tool, Alfie. We did talk no, about it last week. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen this? Have you, have you, ever, have you ever played have you ever seen like a sports game where they have like, you know how they have like the abilities of the players and it's presented yeah. in like a graph type thing where it's like a round yes, thing and then yes. there's like lines that go out. It looks exactly like that where the <laughs> axes are laid, labeled as like gender identity, sexual orientation, ability, age. And like I, I made this as a joke last week when I talked about when I was talking about it to Moody where I was like pointing out the flaws of this where it's just like, okay. And it. Stephanie Sterling, James Stephanie Sterling, did an amazing video on this as well, where one of the questions they asked was like, so like, how do you rank like gender identity? Like how much is, how much gender is the most gender? Like, <laughs> like, you know, in terms of like, in terms of like uh, culture, it's just like, okay, yeah. so what's like a one and what's like a five? <laughs> and, and both, both. Steph Sterling and I both kept pointing out in very tongue-in-cheek ways where it's just like, huh, I wonder what, like, the middle is. Yeah. Like, the yeah. default. Which is obviously, like, you know, the thing that we're trying yeah. to get away from is, like, yeah. cis, straight, white, male, not the default. It should never be the default. We need to move away from that. That's, that's a big cause yes. of a lot of problems on this planet, and we yes. need to get rid of it. But yes. this video coming up where they applied it to the Mario series was just... I just don't think they've got any sort of grasp on reality, really. Like, they thought this was a good idea. Like, they made a blog post where they were like, look at our cool, amazing tool. And immediately everybody was like, what the fuck am I looking at? Like, Moody couldn't grasp it. He hadn't looked at it until I started reading the story. And even after I read the story and he looked at it, he couldn't yeah. figure it out. He couldn't figure it out. <laughs> and like, I remember I was talking to him and I was, I remember seeing the blog post. Imran Khan posted the tweet to it. And he was just like, his tweet was, I'm trying to read and look at this, but my eyes keep sliding off of it. And I was trying to read the blog post. And I was just like, this is not sinking into my brain what this is supposed to be. Who is this supposed to be for? <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> It avoids the very easy way that you can get to make diverse characters or avoid stereotypes or whatever by just like hiring diverse designers and then yes. listening to them. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like Activision Blizzard, just stop. Just stop. Take a step back, think about what you're doing, and just stop. <laughs> like the bullshit that comes. Like their initial blog post said that, like, oh yeah, like. They, they quoted, because the Overwatch thing, they used Overwatch characters in the blog post, and that was just an example, and a lot of people on Overwatch 
as we're writing on the news story, we're just like, I've never seen this thing before. What the fuck is this? And why are our characters on it? <laughs> um, but like they talked about um, Call of Duty Vanguard was one of the the two games that they talked about. Like, oh, you know, they've used it and had a look at it and they think it's great. And then they backpedaled and said like, no, we've not used this. This has just been in beta testing. And then someone went, as the news story, oh, really? well, what about yeah. this from 2017 at GDC? And the the video itself just points out points every problem out with this tool in such a hilarious way. The, the Ed who Ed Nightingale who wrote this article pointed out in the article as he's as he's talking about it. How can you tell someone's how you can tell someone's sexual orientation just by looking at them is beyond me. Like <laughs> Yes. Yes. Like, oh, everybody's straight. How the fuck All do the you know that? that? Like, what All Mario? Game? <laughs> yes. What Mario game have you played? <laughs> yes. And where can I get it? Yeah. <laughs> All the fact that Toad and Toadetta are, are children because they're short. I mean, I mean, presumably <laughs> that's the only indication that they're children. Yeah. <laughs> As Emma mentioned, for good reason. Like, it's a kids' game. <laughs> like. By design for like Mario, like, and, and I'm not saying that as a bad thing, and I'm not trying to knock the Mario franchise. It's designed for kids. Yeah, it's just very well designed, like video yes. games. Um, and it, you just you just have to wonder, like, people like they, they they they. I wonder how long they spent putting this GDC presentation together and being like, "This is a great idea." Mm. Oh man, we're gonna we're gonna show how not the super not diverse Mario the Mario series is. With this tool, it's gonna be great. Everybody's gonna love it. I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's like crypto. It's like it's a problem looking. It's a problem that's looking. For, uh, sorry, it's a solution that's looking for a problem. Yeah. <laughs> when there's an easier solution, like. <laughs> There's a way easier way to do what this tool is supposed to do, but doesn't because you can't measure that. Di- you can't quantify diversity. Yeah, exactly. Like you're queer. I'm queer. We're not differing levels of queer just because we're different exactly. types of, of LGBTQ plus. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like it doesn't work. <laughs> we're exactly the same. We're exactly the same queer. Just different flavors. <laughs> exactly. You can't give it a number ranking. It's not like a, it's not like fucking Madden, where you can min max your diversity. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that on a podcast. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's going down in history now. That one. Twenty twenty. You, you can't just min max your diversity. Amy K. Alexander, May twenty second, twenty twenty two. On a news podcast, <laughs> primarily focused on abortion rights in America. <laughs> oh, what's the podcast called? Words about games, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Love it, love it. <coughs> ah, excuse me. I just, I just out of frustration. While we were talking about that, grabbed my hairbrush, and out of frustration, I just ripped all of the stray hair off of it. I was just like, I was just like, I'm fucking, (laughs) like, that's how frustrated I've been. Oh, God. It's funny, though. It's good to laugh at corporations when they be dumb. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Need to laugh at all that. 
we're through it now. Okay, so here's the crack. Um, we've got some not E3 show announcements. So, like, even though E3 has been cancelled and it's not happening, um, everybody else is still putting on their shows around the same time because that's when everybody expects to see the shows. So everybody puts the shows on. Um, so on top of all of the announcements that we've already had, we have the Wholesome Direct, my always my favorite one that I look forward to. My T-shirt is unfortunately in the washing machine, but I actually bought a Wholesome Direct T-shirt last year. It's nice. incredible. Nice. Um. We're getting that on Saturday, June 11th at 4.30 p.m. The Future Games Show has been announced for Saturday, June 11th at 8 p.m. And the PC Gaming Show has been announced for Sunday, June 12th at 8.30 p.m. All of those times are UK times. Guess what? We're a UK podcast. Um, those are those shows are on top of the Summer Game Fest um, by Jeff, from Jeff Keighley, which is happening on the Thursday. Tribeca Games Festival, which you should give a look because the games that they selected last year were fucking incredible like the ones that i have played so far of those they know how to pick games that's all i'm saying uh, that is on the friday uh, and the xbox and bethesda showcase is on the sunday we're also expecting nintendo to announce something um keep your eyes peeled for that myself and moody will be reacting to all of these things on twitch.tv slash words about games except the tribeca one because it's very long and not a showcase um <laughs> And I don't think we, I don't think it's a thing you couldn't really react to, but we're going to watch it and I'm going to watch it and enjoy it. Um, so I keep an eye out for those. If you like watching people react to things rather than just watching the actual thing, then keep us in mind. We don't scream very much. <laughs> um, we're not that kind of reaction content. But there are things we will get very excited about if they happen so yeah yeah those are your not e3 show announcements we're getting a little packed little week it's gonna be good wholesome direct oh it's so good looking forward to that one it's they're, they're that. so good <laughs> yeah yeah oh we're gonna get so many games it's gonna be great i'm getting excited yeah. Yeah. all right should we do some should we do some tidbits Little yeah. little gaming tidbits, yeah. little morsels, yeah. like little, yeah. like those are like the chocolate covered peanuts. Like you eat yeah. one, and then you have to eat like a few. You have to eat the entire bag. Yes. <laughs> so <coughs> this one will blow your mind. Blew my mind. Xbox outsold PlayStation in Japan for the first time in eight years last month. Incredible. <laughs> I mean, that is incredible, <laughs> right? Yeah. So is it is it partially is it mostly down to supply issues? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but uh, Xbox is still vastly improved um, in Japan, and you'll love to see it. Yeah. I think it, it was the Xbox Series S that sold best, and I think that just speaks to the value proposition of the Series S. Um, yeah. Like I said, when they announced the X and the S, I was like, "This is a really smart idea." Yeah. Because they've got the chunky boy which is yeah. the world's most powerful console but then they've also got the entry-level console which is still powerful and you can still get game pass on it yeah. <laughs> and uh they've re i think they've really played a blinder with those two things yeah i wonder if they're gonna buy that japanese studio and really go for it they've been talking about mm -hmm. it for a long time yeah they have they? just buy from software Fuck yeah. you, PlayStation. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Be funny, though. 
Yeah. Uh, Fall Guys is going free to play coming to Xbox and is also coming to Xbox and Switch in June. You ever play Fall Guys? I did when it first came out, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it, the popularity's kind of died off, so maybe it going free to play now. It's, it may be a bit late for it, but. It's going it to have cross play and cross progression. Yeah. And it is coming to two brand new platforms. Like, it's not on yeah. Switch, it's not on Xbox. True. Yeah. So, I just, I, just, I just wonder if they've still, even then, if they've maybe left it a bit too late, if the popularity's died off enough. Um, but it might, it, it might bring the popularity back for it. I mean, it being free is gonna gonna do yeah. that all by itself. True. Yeah. But um, I mean, I've been trying to get Mooney to play it again for ages. Like it was yeah. him, right? He originally, like, I played it at launch on PlayStation, and I was like, "This is great," but like, no, I had no one to play it with. And then Moody got it on PC, and I only get a cross play at the time, so we couldn't play it together. Um, and he was like, "Ah, oh, but I love, it. I really like it." And I was like, "But I'm not buying. It. I'm not buying it." <laughs> I've got it. I own it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then he bought me it on Steam with the proviso that we play it together. So we did. We streamed it together. There's a legendary clip uh, in one of the Twitch highlights videos of like us just laughing for like five minutes straight. And the clip is five minutes. We were laughing for like 25 minutes. Um, yeah. But like, and, and there was a time where he, I, he kept trying to get me to play it and like we'd play fast because other people were on or whatever. But then like, I wanted to like mix it up a little bit <clears throat> and it would be like, I'd go, Moody, do you want to play fast? Like after an Among Us or whatever. And they'd be like, no, let's play. Uh, I want to play. Like, I want to play fast. And I'd be like, all right then. Moody, do you want to do a stream on, on this day where we play Fall Guys? No, let's play fast instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, okay. You bought me this game, Moody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I played it for a while. Hoping free to play means that People will start playing it again because it's a fun game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's more fun when you're playing with people. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Like any game, really. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII news coming in June, according to director Tetsuya Nomura. Remake. Remake. That was a thing. I'm just looking it up now. Have you played the remake yet? Have you put the, What's your history with Final Fantasy? I've not really played Final Fantasy at all. I'll be, I'll be honest. That's it's fair. Uh, something I've kind of wanted to play, but never really sort of got around to actually, you know, playing. <laughs> I mean, fair. Um, you think you'll ever give it a go? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen like clips of the of the remake. And it's like. Ugh, I want to get to the home. I mean, it's good. It's good. The remake is yeah. exceptional. Yeah. Um, it's also only like part one of the yeah. of whatever they're doing. Yeah. Um, but like the the part that they've remade, they've remade it so well. Like came out in twenty twenty. Yeah. It's now two years since it came out, and I still don't quite believe that they made that they made it as well as they did. Um. I won't. I'm not going to say anything else. But there's like there's there's parts of that game that I just think about, and I'm like, that was fucking. <sighs> uh, Square Enix trademarked Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate. Right, that's the first part of the title. Labyrinth Striker, <laughs> and Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate Final Bar Line. <laughs> 
which I said on Twitter, you'd never be able to tell the director of this is also the director of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so that seems to be two somethings as far as like yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake goes. Now, we've had Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, which was a DLC episode. So I'm just wondering if like they're going to release, announce this summer and release two more DLC expansion whatevers between like big main games. That's my guess. Yeah. <laughs> Labyrinth Striker and Final Bar Line. Very interesting names, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Again, it's just Kingdom Hearts shit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't know anymore. But uh, hey, I'm looking forward to it. Like more Final Fantasy VII remake. Like, you know what? They might fuck it up. I mean, they might fuck it up, right? But yeah. I still have the original and I'll yep. still have the remake. Like yep. the Final Fantasy VII remake that came out in 2020. And they, they will never... They can't be ruined by whatever comes next. Um, Right. Yeah. Tidbits. Uh, Dying Light Studio Techland is making an open world fan uh, fantasy action RPG. So is everybody. <laughs> yeah, who isn't at this point yet? Uh, Greedfall sequel announced coming twenty twenty four. Did you play Greedfall? I did, and I enjoyed it. I didn't finish it, but I played it. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Awesome, because I haven't. <laughs> but a lot of people, a lot of people on Twitter got excited when yeah, I when no, this happened. I think, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, I love RPGs. I love open world RPGs. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear. I don't obviously I don't know anything about it um, other than the fact it's been announced. But uh, sure, I'm sure, looking sure. To hear more. I mean, it's coming in 2024, so we might exactly, not even so necessarily hear anything exactly. else for the rest of the year. Yeah, but uh, no, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. Cool. Now I'm going to do something unprecedented because normally I could get moody to fill in. April, I need to pee really badly. Talk about whatever you want for the next 60 to 120 seconds. <laughs> I look forward to seeing this. Attempt. Yeah, she always does this. I, I never know what to talk about. Um, what to talk about, what to talk about. So, okay, I'll talk about some of the games that I've been playing recently because I've been starting to get more into playing indie games, uh, which you can see on my YouTube channel. I've been doing some, like, three scary games, three indie games um so yeah please go over and you know click on those and see what you think uh but there's been some really really good really good uh indie horror games coming out lately um and there's oh she's back she's coming back she's coming back <laughs> maybe not uh but yeah if, if you want to go and see what i've been playing go over there and have a quick look there she is. i look forward to seeing whatever it was you talked about I was promoting my YouTube channel. I figured that's what you were going to do. <laughs> Which is fine. I don't care. I just say, though, like, before I started HRT, like, I could, like, whenever I needed to pee, it wasn't like a switch. Whereas now it's like a switch. It's like, oh, I need to pee. I must find a toilet within the next 30 seconds. Yeah, I know that <laughs> feeling very well. <laughs> uh, anyway, where were we? Cable Space we Program 2. Delayed for a third time. Now expected in early 2023. I like Kerbal Space Program. I want it now. I think it was originally supposed to come out in 2020. Mm. <laughs> Which is yeah. like, take your time. Do what you got to do. But Yes, yeah. 
but it was like again it's like it's early 2023 though so you know yeah that usually means the first three months of 2023 and last tidbit epic games gives ukrainian developer frogwares quote mega grant end quote to help with relocation good (laughs) yeah Yeah, basically yeah um we've talked about the situation in Ukraine a lot uh, as it's brought, as it's come up on the podcast, um, and anything that anyone can do to help is always a good is always a good thing in these situations. So, yeah, definitely. And I've seen some games come out even recently from Ukrainian de- de- Ukrainian developers that have worked through everything to get their game out and to, and, to, and and to get it finished. And as much help that can be given to to them and to obviously anybody going through what uh, Ukraine's going through. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, good, good, good for Epic Games. Absolutely. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. Shouldn't have paused there. <laughs> I could not agree. <laughs> more. More. Did Mooney log into this? Did I forget to do open crit? I did forget to do open critic head to head. Whoops. Oh, I didn't even put it in. What the hell happened to me? <laughs> I'm blaming the COVID. Sure. I'm just going to quickly... Uh... Yeah. I'll just get his guess afterwards, and if it's the same as mine or yours, we'll have an interesting week next week. <laughs> but first it's time for games out this week on may 24th hard space ship breaker comes to pc and also game pass equipped with cutting edge salvaging tech carve and slice spaceships to recover valuable materials upgrade your gear to take on more lucrative contracts and pay your billion credits debt to Lynx corp also on may 24th Tukan ranbu warriors comes to switch in pc Tukin Ranbu Warriors is an action game that is a collaboration between the Spirits of Blades simulation game Tukin Ranbu Online, presented by DMM Games and Nitro Plus, and the thrilling 1 vs. 1000 Warriors series of Koei Tecmo games. On May 26th... 25th? On May 26th... <laughs> Sniper Elite 5 comes to PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and also Game Pass. The award-winning series returns as Carl Fairburn fights to uncover Project Kraken in 1944 France, the genre-defining authentic sniping with enhanced kill cam. <laughs> Has never looked better or felt better as you fight across immersive maps to stop the Nazi war machine in its tracks. Enhanced kill cam is a very funny euphemism. Have you ever seen or played Sniper yes. Elite? <laughs> yes. Gonna shoot some Nazis in their testicles. It's just authentic sniping followed by enhanced kill cam. Yeah, you can shoot all the Nazis in the testicles and you get the x-ray cam and you get to see the testicles explode. It's very cathartic. (laughs) I'm gonna stream this, by the way. Oh, definitely. Uh, Not this Wednesday, because it comes out on Thursday, unfortunately. But like the Wednesday after, I'm definitely doing at least one stream of me just shooting all of the Nazis in the testes. Uh, also on May 26, Acolyte comes to PC. Acolyte is a narrative ARG slash detective game that gives you your own Acolyte, a digital assistant you can talk to freely with unlimited dialogue options, just like a real conversation. Oh, that I really want to give it a shot. That looks looks cool. The developer's yeah. cool as well. Um, yeah, made some like interesting games. 
Um, yeah. um, like in like, yeah, very cool concepts, and this is another very cool concept. Uh, on May 27th, Arcade Spirits The New Challenges comes to PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Arcade Spirits The New Challenges is the follow-up to 2019's Arcade Spirits, a visual novel of love and pixels in which you seek friendship and romance while working in an arcade. Now the tables are turned as you seek friendship and romance while playing in the arcade. Arcade Spirits is cool. I'm sure this will be cool too. Yeah. Uh, lastly, also on May 27th, Cow the Kangaroo comes to PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Inspired by the golden age of 3D platformers, Cow the Kangaroo returns in a whole new adventure. Embark on an epic journey, master magical gloves, explore lush environments, and take Cow through his most grand tale yet. Lots of cool games coming out this week, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have trouble deciding what to play. I'm definitely going to be playing Acolyte. That, that sounds good. Um probably going to be all over Arcade Spirits I'm not going to lie <laughs> <laughs> like my love of visual novels has been reignited um, over the last yeah. few years um, I just really like visual novels yeah I think I, I think that might be something that I give a try as well but uh, yeah I, th- I think those two Acolyte and uh, Arcade Spirits are the two that are going to be cool cool, cool. And, uh, and I'm going to get a fun stream out of Sniper like, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll be there for that Fuck you, Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's time for Open Critic Head to Head, Elfie. This is the game we play every week where we try to guess the Open Critic average of one upcoming game. Whoever guesses closest to the score at the time of recording gets one point. If you manage to guess the score correctly, you get two points. Last week, we tried to guess the Open Critic average of Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song. The week before, we tried to guess the open critic average of the Evil Dead in the game, which didn't have an open critic average last week, and it does now, because it's an online game. These things take time. Um, so I'm just double-checking to make sure they're right, because I wrote them. I realized I wrote them on Friday, <laughs> two days ago. <laughs> um, okay, so last week... I tried to guess the open. I, I guessed that Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song would get a 77. Moody guessed it would get a 75. At the time of recording, it got a 68, which means Moody gets a point. Two weeks ago, I guessed that Evil Dead the game would get a 66. Moody guessed it would get a 60. It actually has a 74, which means Amy gets the point. The one we tried to guess ages ago, Crime Site, and still doesn't have any reviews. <laughs> Starting to think that's a lost cause. Um, but the scores are now tied. I say now tied. I guess if we both got a point, they were tied already. But now at eight, eight, <laughs> it's neck and neck. Yeah. Uh, no guests. So if we've had like one guest guess, and that's the game that doesn't have a review score. You were on last time. There wasn't anything coming out for us to guess. I remember yes. that. Yeah, yeah. From our COVID podcast. Um, but this week there is. You've got it. You you have the hopes of all guests, past oh, and future, no on your shoulders. No yeah, I'm terrible at this as well. Whereas I just have to hope that Moody doesn't guess the same score as one of us when yeah. I when I remind him that. By the way, <laughs> actually, maybe he's still awake. You, what, Avril, What do you think? Yeah. Sniper Elite Five um, is going to get on Open Critic. 
I'm going to guess fairly high, I reckon. I'm I'm gonna go with seventy-six. Seventy-six. Yeah. If everybody's wondering why I've gone dark, it's because this is one of my lights. <laughs> and also on my phone. Uh, messaging Moody. <laughs> Open critic head to head, sniper elite five, totally not doing this while recording. <laughs> because I forgot. And then if I take a photo, it'll turn the light off. And if I just take a little photo of the screen. <laughs> oh, wait, that's incredible. I'm going to send that to you later. Oh, yes, do. <laughs> okay, Moody has gotten back to me with a guess. Moody says 85. Oh, higher than me. Okay. Um. Yes. Now. Interesting. I like Sniper Elite a lot. I talked about this last week. I have to sometimes step step away from myself yeah. in terms of there's what Amy thinks of the game and what the game is probably what's going to happen in the game. I also I'm also friends with someone who did the PR campaign for Sniper Elite Four. <laughs> um, but I am gonna go. Actually, this makes it super easy because I was going to go with this anyway. I'm going to go for an A. Okay. Um, I didn't intend to be right in between you two, <laughs> although I'm not complaining. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I don't know. It's, it, for me, like looking up the old Sniper Elite review scores, I feel like that's pretty much roundabout whereabouts the rest of the series is. Yeah. Um, do I think it's going to surpass that? I think it can. Games can improve. Um, but I don't know. I always try to like analyze the scores I'm gonna do. Like I'm not just guessing numbers like by throwing darts at a metaphorical dartboard. Like there's no greater analysis of reviews of the games industry going on here. I'm just trying to guess a fucking number. <laughs> I gotta stop taking this game so seriously. I think Sniper Elite Five is gonna be great. I think I'm gonna love it. But I don't trust game critics. <laughs> Yeah. Which is a joke, by the way. <laughs> Mostly. Um, cool. There's not really need to do a fantasy critic check-in because nothing has really happened since the last time we did a fantasy critic check-in. Um, I'm not even logged in on, on my laptop, so... <laughs> I, I know I'm in the I'm lead. Actually, I believe I'm not last, which is fine by me. Elden Ring helps. Yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah. I've got my base going. My base is going. I'm solidly like racking up games. But I was talking to Moody about this and like was it was it you or was it Moody? Where it's like there's two games which got like ninety one and an eighty nine. Mm. And I bailed on them both on, on bidding for them both. And I don't <laughs> think I would have been I don't think I would have had any competition for them because I think I'm pretty sure I'm the only person who knew they existed. <laughs> Like, I'm just logging into it now. So, uh, yeah, you are first with 85.51. Feywild's second with 53.32. Then me with 43, 45.13. And then down to Joe for 26.6. Moody, 26.27. And Loxtail, 14.26. Yeah, so one of his games came out and got like 50-something. Oh, it's like giving him a yeah. negative. Yeah. I mean, I've only got one negative at the minute, which is Martha is dead at minus one, so that's not too bad. 
I guess we are doing a fantasy critic check-in, but I'm doing a blind because I can't see. Um, <laughs> you've got more than just Elden Ring giving you points, though, right? Yeah, I've got Elden Ring giving me points. I've got Moss Book 2. That's giving me 14 Moth, points. Moss. I knew there was a game in the 80s. I was like, I'm sure you've got a game in the 80s giving you points. Yeah, I've got Red 4 giving me zero, though, because that's not going to release this year. Yeah, but you haven't um, dropped enough games, so you can still drop that. True, true. Um, Martha's Dead's giving me minus one, and Nintendo Switch Sports I... giving me plus two. <laughs> that's like so i don't really do review codes anymore um because of the way i want to operate the channel it's just not something that's feasible for me but i did have a review code from Arthur is dead and i played it and knew about it and had the review notes that explained the controversial scenes in the game like mm. couple like it was a week or two before it came out and i remember you bid for it and i was like oh no <laughs> i can't say anything but I knew, I didn't know it was going to get a, a, a relatively poor open critic score, like for, in terms of like fantasy critic stuff. But I knew it was going to be divisive. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I had a hunch. Minus one's not actually that bad. I had a hunch that it was going to get a fairly low fantasy critic yeah. score. Um, I was actually talking to someone who also reviewed it, like in Twitter DMs, where I was just like, "What the fuck? Like this is I don't know how to feel about this." Yeah. Um, because it's like, you know, you see all these traumatic scenes and some of them are really fucking bad. Um, and and like you've got no one to talk to about it because yeah, <laughs> ten people are like like what a hundred people in the whole world have played it and you can't talk to anybody else about it. It's like I'm fine. Mind you, at least it's not as bad as uh, as Locke's Tales Choice of Dolman. I almost counterpicked that. Minus eleven on that one. I literally flipped right. I literally flipped a coin between counterpicking Dolman and counterpicking uh-huh. Asterigos, and the coin landed on Asterigos. So if that gets good scores, it was the coin's fault, not me. I'm already terrified yeah. that Final Fantasy 16 is actually going to come out this year. It's not supposed to yeah. come out this year. <laughs> I'm I'm regretting counterpicking Choo Choo Charles. Um, no comment. Um. <laughs> if you can't say anything negative, if you can't say anything positive, don't say anything. Well, actually, I'm looking forward to that game. Exactly. I don't know how well it's going to review, but I'm looking forward to it. The more I see about it, the more I'm thinking, I don't like this. But then again, even though I might like the game, there's no guarantee that I mean, hey, critics will like the game. So. And I raged about this, not really seriously, but a little bit seriously, where it was like, Lake was one of my favorite games of 2021 yeah. and that game gave me negative points on fantasy critic so you know yeah yeah so we'll see what i love we'll about see. it is like taste of diverse right yeah i clicked on a review for a video game um at an outlet that was like an outlier in terms of like all oh, the reviews were really positive and this one review wasn't negative but was like there are problems and these are the problems and this is why i think this game isn't amazing and like the comments were just like, well, all of the other reviews are are this. It's yeah. got this on open. The game's got this. I'm I'm doing a great job of not identifying the game. <laughs> um, well, the game's got this on open, Craig. So clearly, the Eurogamer review is it's wrong. And it's like it's not wrong. Like that's not how opinions work. Exactly. Yeah. Like none of the reviews are wrong, unless they contain factual errors. None of the reviews are wrong. Yes. Yes. Like I have. Different. I have vastly differing opinions sometimes <laughs> about video games, and you know what? They're all right, and so are the the yeah. opinions that are different to mine. Yeah, exactly. That's gonna do it. Yeah. 
I need to get off your way. I promised I'd get her away. <laughs> and it's that time. It is. So that is going to do it for episode 305 of the Words About Games podcast. Um, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? I don't. Just thank you for having me and thanks to everybody out there for watching. No problem. I'm serious about a cake. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. take you out I'll, and buy I'll, you some I'll, cake. I'll hold you to that. I'll hold there's you a nice that. place. <laughs> if you drive, yeah. there's a nice place uh, in Colour Cuts. And it's probably a distance for you. It's a distance for me. <laughs> But uh, it's by the sea, and uh, you can get cake and sit and go on the beach afterwards. So we'll do that one day. Definitely, definitely. Um, Awesome. I look forward to it. Until then, and until next week, say bye, Elfie. Bye, Elfie.